to the world, the Lord is come. Let earth receive her king. Let every heart prepare him room and heaven and nature sing. Welcome to our first podcast of the Advent season. Our focus this year is entitled Incarnation, the belief that Christ is both God and human. Incarnation is also the title of our adult Advent study by Adam Hamilton, and you will experience this theme in worship and throughout our communication at Trinity this season. Incarnation comes from the Latin word that means embodiment or become flesh. Incarnation claims that God actually became flesh in Jesus at his birth. As we journey through Advent, we will consider one or more of the names or titles used by the Gospel writers as they introduce the story of Jesus and how that title relates to Jesus the Incarnate. Today we will consider the royal titles, Messiah or Christ, or what it means to call Jesus our King. As the carol states, let earth receive her King. Isaiah 9, 6-7 says, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the greatness of his government and peace there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. Every four years on the first Tuesday after November 1, America selects a president. On that day, we also elect members of the House of Representatives and Senate leadership. And then roughly three weeks after Election Day, Advent arrives and Christians prepare to celebrate the birth of their king. The Advent season puts in perspective all of our political wrangling. Whatever Christians think about their president and whoever we voted for in the various elections, we are meant to know that there is only one king. It is to Christ we give our highest allegiance. While our politics may have divided us, Advent should bring us together, uniting us around the newborn King and His life, message, ministry, death, and resurrection. Let's, it, let's check out some verses from the Gospels which describe Jesus as the Christ, the Messiah, or King of the Jews. We begin in Matthew, verse 118, says, this is how the birth of Jesus Christ came about. Then Matthew continues on in chapter 2. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem asking, Where is the one who has been born, King of the Jews? We saw his star in the east and have come to worship him. Luke records in chapter 2, verses 10 and 11, But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. Matthew and Luke want us to know that from the start, the child whose story they tell is the Anointed One, the Promised Messiah, the Christ, the Davidic King. Messiah literally means anointed or anointed one, and refers to an individual or object upon which special oil has been poured as a way of setting the object or person apart for God's purposes. Centuries after the time of Moses, when Israel asked God for a king, God had the prophet Samuel take oil to anoint a man named Saul. 
From that time on, Israel's kings would be anointed by their prophets and priests. And like the priests and altar furnishings, the anointing of the king happened at God's direction and on God's behalf. It signified that the king was holy to God, set apart for God's purposes, ruling on behalf of God, representing God, and doing God's work. While we have learned that Messiah means anointed one, the most common usage of that term is king. Jesus did not enter into his kingdom with the glory of a king. He was born in obscurity. He had humble dwellings, a stable, a small home. And he also had to flee his homeland and then return. Likewise, even Jesus' anointing did not take place by a high priest or a prophet, but maybe at the hands of women. And it was not his head, but his feet that were anointed with oil before his death. And Jesus' coronation did not happen with pomp and circumstance, but at the hands of Roman soldiers who made a crown of thorns and pressed it upon his brow, wounding his sacred head. His exultation occurred as they stripped him, nailed him to a cross, and hoisted him in the air. The sign above his head stated his crime, the King of the Jews, Mark 15. But this does not prove the end of Christ's reign. Jesus overcame death and rose again. The Messiah King conquered death and his reign includes each person that chooses to follow Christ as their King, as well as those that do not. Christ is Lord of all. As we examine Jesus' incarnation, God coming to earth in the flesh, we must acknowledge his rule in our lives. We must recognize his humble beginnings, his teachings, his miracles, his life, and his death. If Jesus is to be our King, we must admit our need of him accept his leadership, allow him to be Lord, and give ourselves over to his rule. We must believe in Jesus the Christ, the Messiah, and the King. My prayer is that as you sing of this tiny baby and share in the Christmas narrative, you will confess your sins and believe in this King and accept his Lordship of your life. What child is this who laid to rest? On Mary's lap is sleeping, whom angels greet with anthem sweet, while shepherds watch are keeping. This, this is Christ the King, whom shepherds guard and angels sing. Haste, haste to bring him laud, the babe, the son of Mary. Blessed Messiah King, hear our prayers. We come to worship you this season remembering your holiness and your incarnation to become as flesh. May we be open to you. And now, may Jesus the Christ bless you and keep you. May Jesus the Messiah smile upon you and be gracious towards you. And may Jesus the King lead you on this day in the path of wisdom and peace. 